Thank you for tuning in to There's Power to Live with Prophetess Valencia B. Luckett, a radio broadcast designed to encourage, empower, and equip you to live your God-purpose life. Join the host, Prophetess Luckett, author of Moments by the Brook, who will speak the truth in love and guide you to your life-changing breakthrough. And remember, there's power to live. I welcome you back to the show. And of course, there is a great topic today for the show. Today we're talking about the woman that was infirm for 18 years and Jesus set her free. And what the Lord ministered to me, he said, listen, he said, let my people know that they were not loosed to lose. And if you're watching, by the way, on Facebook, could you hashtag that for me? Not loosed to lose. Jesus did not set us free or did not intend for us to be free to go right back into bondage. So we're going to look at the scripture today. We're in Luke, the 13th chapter, and this is Jesus. He's in the synagogue and he's teaching. And while he's teaching, the Bible says, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues. We're in Luke 13 and 10 on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could no wise and no wise lift up herself and when Jesus saw her he called her to him and said unto her woman thou art loosed from thine infirmity and he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God in verse 14, and the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, there are six days in which men ought to work in them. Therefore, come and be healed, not on the Sabbath day. The Lord answered him and said, thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox? or his donkey, or his ass from the stall, and lead him away to watering. And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan had bound, lo, behold, these 18 years be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he said all these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for the glorious things that were done by him. When God gave me this message, I said, oh, my goodness, Father, we, we are familiar with the scripture in Luke 13. Many of us are. And here, Jesus is letting us know that, first of all, when we're loosed, if we're going to be loose, we've got to be in the right place at the right time, not in human timing, in God's critical timing. And what it let me know is that this woman, she was bowed over for 18 years and she needed to be loosed. And Jesus was teaching in the synagogue. So that let me know that she understood the concept that sometimes many of us don't really understand about the house of God and the purpose of the house of God and the purpose of the word of God and the purpose that there's preachers and teachers and evangelists and apostles and prophets and all those things. Sometimes we don't understand, but it seems like this woman grasped the concept. She said, I've got this infirmity 
And I've been having it for 18 years. And 18 in the Bible represents a number of bondage. Anytime that you go in and you read, there were different things when the number 18 were used. And it represented bondage. And so this woman understood that she carried a spirit. She carried the spirit of bondage. She was bowed over. She couldn't even lift herself up, but somehow she found her way to the house of God because I believe that that's something that God was pointing out when he said, I didn't lose you to lose. He said, I had to draw you for those that have ever been in bondage. You understand that bondage ties you up. And Jesus identified it in the scripture. He said that that bondage came from Satan himself. And this woman had a concept that maybe some of us need today to understand the purpose of going to church. A lot of people say, well, I don't have to go to church. I don't need to. This woman understood that I'm not just going to church to hear the word. Apparently she was going looking for the word. So when you're saying that you don't need to go to church, you need to check the enemy and tell the enemy, you've snatched my expectation of encountering a miracle from God, because that's what you should expect when you come into the house of God. You should expect God to meet you where you are. You should expect God not just to speak to the whole church, but he needs to speak directly to your heart. And in this scripture, Jesus was letting the woman know. He said, listen, you came in and he was in the midst of teaching and he stopped and he saw the woman and he began to focus on the woman and let her know, wait a minute. I'm teaching the word, but what good is it to teach the word if I don't demonstrate that I am the word? That's a word for somebody. I told you, God said he didn't lose you so you could turn out and be lost again. He said, I loosed you from what bound you so that you can be free. Not only that was she free from the infirmity. She was free from the spirit of the thing that was possessing her. Her mindset had to change because when you're in bondage, Everything around you begins to fall subject to what you're bound by. I'm going to say that again. When you're in bondage, everything around you falls subject to what you've been bound by. So Jesus let the woman know. He said, listen, I see you in your condition. But when I tell you to be loosed, I'm going to deal with you first. And then I'm going to deal with the spirit if you read the scripture. Because he says, listen, I have to deal with my sheep first. Because they belong unto me. And I have to allow you to know my voice. And God said he's allowing you to know that there's a safe place in him. There's a healing place in him. He allowed this woman to come into a place that was not common. And I liked it because he did it on the Sabbath day. And that that was a no-no back in the day. Because the Sabbath day was considered sanctified and set apart. And as we read in the scripture, the gentlemen, they cried out and they were with a righteous with their own self-righteous indignation they were like why did you heal her on the sabbath day you you need to heal her some other time now i want to ask you this because if you ever been bound you understand that you don't want nobody putting a timeline or a date on when you're gonna come out your bondage i'm talking to real people that have had some real testimonies and have said i've been some places i've done some things i've seen some things i became some things i subject myself to some things and some things i did didn't choose but because of my bondage it added to what I was going through and I just needed to be free right on the spot so these people were saying wait there's a time 
that you should set healing apart. And this is why I'm teaching this lesson today because there's too many isms about when you can be healed, when you could be delivered, who could be delivered. And if it depends on what type of car you drive that you get delivered on this day, or if you put this much in the offering plate, you could get delivered on this day. The devil is a liar. God said when he deems it time for you to be free, it's time for you to be free and everything around you has to just fall subject to that because this woman was really bound. She was bound to the point that she could not lift herself up in no wise. So Jesus said, listen, I know I'm in the synagogue and I know it's the Sabbath day, but how funny is it that the devil will try to chalk on you and bark on you when you're doing the very thing that God told you to do? So you got to be secure that when you've been in bondage and Jesus does what he did for this woman and he says, woman, thou art loose, a man, thou art loose. You got to know that he's not just speaking to you right in that moment. He is speaking to your whole lifetime. He's speaking to your whole legacy. Can I just tell you, today is my daughter's 29th birthday. And I sat down and I said, God, I thank you for that child's life. I said, but even the more I thank you, because I remember being a young mother, not knowing my hair from a hole in the ground with a, a whole nother life in my hands. And I know where I was mentally. I know where I was spiritually. I was not saved. I was not delivered. But I had a life entrusted in my hand. And I tell you today, 29 years later, you better know that God said, woman, thou definitely have been loosed. And, you know, because then if you listen to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they said, well, you had a child out of wedlock and you don't qualify for the healing. You don't qualify for the blessing. And see, the enemy, don't think that the enemy will just come right in a moment when you get healed. He'll continue to come back over and over and over to try to put the spirit of a oppression back on you. But Jesus said he didn't lose you to lose. He said, when I spoke that your life would be what it would be. When I put Jeremiah 29 and 11 into place, he said, when I walked you right into the pages of Luke 13, and I told you, woman, you were loosed. He said, I was speaking to every demon that had operated in your life before you were born, when you were born, when you were growing up, when you fell as a teenager, and when you got back up and got to the altar and accepted me Christ and when I filled you with my Holy Ghost and when I called you to preach the gospel when I called you to lay hands on the sick and cast out demons in my name when I called you to the prophetic he said I was speaking to every demon that would try to reassign itself to you I was speaking to every demonic force that would try to even come up against you he said daughter let them know even when I tell them that they are loosed and they're not loose to lose he said I'm speaking as Jehovah Jireh he said yes I was speaking as the Lord that healed her infirmities. He said, but you got to know the full character of Christ that's being represented in Luke 13. He said, I was speaking as Jehovah Jireh. I was speaking as one that could provide ahead of her. He said, I told her she was loose and she wouldn't lose. He said, because I knew down the road that this woman's name will make it into the gospel and there will be women and men that will come after her that would need to know that Jesus still heals. There'll be women and men that would need to know that he can loose you with one word out of his very holy mouth and with one move of the Holy Ghost and they would need to be free. He said, I'm speaking that down the generation line. He said, when I was speaking to her, 
I was speaking to everything connected to her. That's a word for somebody. My deliverance and my healing and my loosing was not just for me. And that's why God said, I loosed you and you won't lose. I wasn't loose to lose. You weren't loose to lose. You were loosed by God to become victorious. Women of God, you were loosed by God to become a virtuous woman. You were not loosed by God to become looser than what you were before he bound you. Somebody's going to get that. You were loosed to become a Proverbs 31 woman. You were loosed to be the woman of God that God called you to be. You were loosed to be a daughter of God. You were loosed to be. And he told the Pharisees in the scripture, he said, isn't she a daughter of Abraham? Jesus will always let your, the enemy know your heritage because the enemy thinks that he has ownership over you. The enemy was bowing this woman over for 18 years. How many of you have been bound with some things and you said, I can't shake it. I've gone to church. I prayed. I fasted. I believe God and it seems to keep coming back. Well, today by the power of the Holy Ghost and by the agreement of your faith, we speak that you are loosed according to the scripture because the word of God is the final authority on your destiny. Somebody needs to know that it's not the word of others. It's not the word of the enemy. It's the word of the Lord God and glory to God for the vessels of honor that God is using to speak in that type of authority, to speak in that type of faith that they can walk up in the representation of Jesus Christ and said, woman, thou art loose from your infirmity. Oh my goodness. Hallelujah to the lamb. So Jesus, he's working two things at one time. He's dealing with the, the religious spirit, but he's also dealing with a spirit of infirmity. And in the midst of it, this is what I love about God. He said, in the midst of dealing in spiritual warfare, I still deal with my sheep. I still cover my sheep. He said, in the midst of what's going on with the enemy he said that's why i told you that the battle was the lord's he said stand still and see the glory of the salvation of the love that's a of the lord that's a word for somebody today stand still and see the glory of the lord i know the battle has enraged around you and sometimes the battle has enraged on the inside of you sometimes your mindset is where the battle is taking place sometimes it's taking place in your finances it could be taking place in your relationships it could be taking place in ministry but i came to today to tell you that I see the hand of God pulling you out of the midst of the battle and in the same breath I see the heart of God covering you but I see the hand of God the left hand of God going against your enemy and telling your enemy that I said that you must loose yourself from this person because this person is in covenant with me see so the woman she was in the right place for a miracle even though it didn't fit man's timing and it didn't fit in with the religious sect I'm so glad I served of God that didn't have to check with the multitude before he gave me my miracle. That's for somebody. I'm so glad that God saw fit to meet me one-on-one -on -one and speak to me in a place that I knew it was his voice and he knew my voice and he understood my condition and my condition wasn't conditional in comparison to his unconditional love. Somebody's going to get that. God loves you unconditionally and he said, I didn't lose you to lose. I didn't let you cross over into 2019 to lose in this season. Oh, my battle song is one of the declaration of victory today. My song of deliverance is victory today. My song is just like the woman with the issue of blood and just like the woman with this infirmity in Luke 13. I have not been loose to lose.
lose. I have not been loose to lose anything to the enemy anymore. Is that anybody's declaration of faith today? I'm not losing anything that I was loosed to overcome. Oh my goodness. I'm not losing. I'm not being loosed by God in the area of financial stability and wealth to go back to a spirit of poverty. Can I just talk today? That I just came to talk to you today. Let me tell you something, because if this woman was bowed over with a spirit of infirmity, at some point, I'm sure she couldn't fend for herself or she didn't have maybe the ability to get out and do things that she needed to do financially and let's take that to today's time if you bowed over with a condition i'm sure you can't go out and earn like you would normally earn but can i just take that to the spirit of poverty see the spirit of infirmity was the thing that was possessing her it was the very breath that she was breathing so jesus had to call that thing out he said i gotta loose you from the infirmity because infirmity like any other demonic force opens the doors for other things to attach to itself and one of the main things that i found out when you have an infirm spirit or you can take that to depression or oppression it opens the door to lack if you don't believe me ask the woman with the issue of blood she spent all her money on doctors and all her money on different things and then she met jesus and she touched his talith his prayer cloth the, the prayer cloth he she touched the bottom of it and she was healed and so Jesus let us know that poverty is a mean demon. I, I'm going to say that again. Poverty is a mean demon. Poverty is a mindset. It's a, when you have a spirit of poverty, it's just like a spirit of infirmity or a spirit of lust or anything else. It begins to possess you. And one thing I learned about the spirit of poverty, this is why I say God did not loose you to lose. The spirit of poverty is connected to pride. Pride is one of the prime agents of the spirit of poverty. Because pride will puff you up and make you look like you got it going on and you know that you hungry and you need to ask somebody to give you some spiritual bread. You know that you don't know what you're doing, but you refuse to ask because you're so puffy and so heady. But the Bible says that God exalts the humble and he resists the proud. How long are we going to allow these things that God is loosing us from to cause us to lose? How, how be it that the power of God is ready to work in your life? God said, I sent my word out and it will perform what I sent it out to do. So the problem and the difficulty is not, it wasn't in Christ speaking the word, but the woman had to receive the word. She had to take it in. She had to breathe it in because the Bible says that the word spirit in the Greek is like pneuma, nema, like pneumonia, like the, 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 first part of the word the root word pneumonia that that's what it, it's like a spirit it's like your very breath so this woman was breathing by way of infirmity infirmity was her lifeline she that was keeping her alive but it wasn't really keeping her alive because she was bowed over and she couldn't really lift herself up can i just translate that for you her purpose was all balled up. It was all confused. She couldn't, she didn't really have an identity before the people of God. She didn't have an identity in her home. She didn't have an identity in her city. Her identity was all wrapped up and twisted up in her infirmity. And it kept her like that for 18 years. And Jesus said, ironically, he said, listen, for 18 years, your purpose has been balled up. It's been put on hold. Who am I talking to? 
It's been put on the back burner. You've been on the backside of the mountain. You've been robbing Peter to pay Paul. Your infirmity has cost you finances. It cost you friends. It cost you a mindset. It cost your ministry. It sucked up all your oil that was meant to be given away. But because you are all balled up. All your oil was being sucked back in and it couldn't be poured out. So what you were taking in and keeping, if you keep anything contained for too long, it becomes stagnated. It becomes contaminated. And Jesus said, I've got to move you from contaminated to victorious. That's for somebody. He said, I'm moving you from a contaminated spirit to a victorious spirit. I'm moving you. I'm loosing you, said the Lord. I'm loosing you. And when I loose you, I I don't intend for you to lose. He said, so what's important is that the woman was in the very presence of God. Saints of God, we got to know how to press our way to the presence of God. We got to ask God, make us sensitive to your presence because the devil, if you're bowed up and you infirm like this woman, you'll tend to think that Jesus wasn't in the room because when you're in a bow down position, your head is down and your eyes are to the floor and you're bald. And I, I'd have to imagine if she had been infirm for 18 years her bones and her joints were out of whack and her muscles probably had muscular atrophy and she was in a weakened state so what i i like to dare say that jesus saw when he looked upon her he saw someone in a very a fetal position and, the, and it teaches us in psychology when someone goes back into a fetal position they're really at the point of recessing back to a death-like stage they're, they're at the brink of they're, they're really at the point of giving up because they've balled back and they've regressed back to an infantile state so Jesus is looking at it and he says listen I've got to call you out from among the infirmity because he didn't deal with the infirmity until after he told her first watch this oh my goodness i hope you're enjoying this in 12 he told her he said woman you loosed woman you loosed woman you loose soul you're loose anointing you're loose power of god you're free to work now Preacher of God, you're free to preach now. Evangelist, you're free to evangelize now. Teacher, teach the gospel. Apostle, build the houses of the Lord. Establish the foundations of the Lord. Pastors, you're free to pastor the sheep now. He was speaking to the person first. And whenever you deal with God in a healing situation or a matter of deliverance, he's got to deal with you. Why you think the devil don't want you to come closer to God? Because the devil knows that God is always going to deal with you at your core. And the enemy likes to deal with you in a fake way. The enemy likes to deal with you on surface. The enemy does not like you to press into the presence of the Lord. The enemy does not like the Holy Spirit to speak the truth to you. So the enemy comes and he tries to give you a deaf and dumb spirit. He tries to give you a spirit that will fall asleep on the word. Or when you get ready to read your word, he tries to distract you. Or he'll take your mind somewhere else when you're supposed to be in prayer. I'm going to preach on here today. The devil does not want God to get you to the place where you hear him. Watch this. Not calling everybody else's name. Not calling your title, but your very name before him. You know, the name that God gave you. The one he says you're the daughter of Abraham you're the seed of the covenant you are my right 
my righteousness through Christ Jesus. The devil doesn't want you to hear that. He doesn't want you to hear God say, I'm talking to you blessed and highly favored. I'm talking to you, one that knows that you need to repent and I'm receiving your repentance. He said, I'm talking to you, you sinner. I'm talking to you, you sinner that's going to be delivered and then turn out and do the work of the gospel like Peter and Paul did you. He said, you that, that was once like the spirit of Saul that was crucifying the church and mocking the church and now you're turning the world inside out for Jesus. He said, the devil don't want you to hear me call you like that because the devil likes to keep you in flattery. The devil likes to keep you in a mediocre state. Tell somebody, I didn't come to be mediocre. God loosed me so I can turn into the miracle that he called me and then I can go out and work other miracles in other people's lives for the power of Jesus Christ. He said, I loosed you. So you wouldn't lose. What are we not losing? We're not losing our identity in Christ. That's what I'm saying to you today. God wants you to know your identity according to his word. Not according to anybody else's definition. His word. I am who God defined me to be. I can only breathe how God called me to breathe. Because once he loosed me, he gave me the Holy Spirit. And now that the Holy Spirit, he dwells on the inside of you. God said, you can't breathe from two different sources of breath. You can't do that. He said, not in the spirit realm. You have to either breathe from the Holy Spirit or you're going to breathe from another spirit. And if you're breathing from another spirit, watch this. The owner of that other spirit which is the adversary the adversary is not stable the adversary is very unstable the adversary is very unreliable the adversary his father is the father of lies so he can't tell you the truth so what you're breathing when you're breathing in infirmity or when jesus looses you and you decide to go back into bondage you're saying i'm jumping back into a lion state i'm jumping back and putting my life and my soul in the hands of a liar now who wants to be in the hands of a liar not I. So Jesus said, I loosed you. And I intended for you to win today. So this woman, he spoke to her. He called her by name. Whatever your name is, he's calling you today. And he said, I said, be loosed. Loose from your past. Stop thinking on your past. Stop mourning over your past. Stop mourning over who came and who went and who did. And, and Jesus told me that. He said so many times, people can't hear me saying that I've loosed them and I've sent them into the victory because they're focusing on the who. He said, but when I dealt with the woman with the infirmity, I focused on the what. What was binding you? What's binding you? God said, I'm focusing on what's binding you. He said, and I need you to be in agreement with that. I need you to focus on what's been binding you to the enemy's camp. What's been binding you to poverty? What's been binding you to depression? What's been causing you to feel oppressed like there's no hope from God? What's been holding your ministry growth up? What's been holding the anointing up in your life? What's been holding the breakthrough up in your life. I need you to be just like brother Daniel. Daniel went on a fast and Daniel prayed unto God and he believed God and he held on. Daniel prayed 21 days before he got an answer for God. Now trickle that over to us in the now. Sometimes we don't want to wait 21 minutes to hear a word out of the prophet mouth or a word out of the preacher's mouth or a word. We just want it instantly and then when the word comes forth, we don't realize that that word was formed some. 2,000 years before you were even formed in your mother's womb. So how could that word not be credible? Jesus said, I didn't lose you. 
to stay bound to these things. I loosed you. And when I loose you, I loose your personality to be God-like. I loose your attitude to be Christ-like. I loose you with tenacity, said the Lord. He said, I didn't loose you to lose. I loosed you that the words of wisdom will flow out of your mouth because now you're breathing from another spirit. Now you're breathing. I wish somebody would say, Holy Spirit, breathe a fresh fire on me. Let the winds of the Holy Ghost flow through my life, flow through my home, flow through my family, flow through my marriage, whatever it is you're in, flow through your business. May the winds of the Holy Ghost come forth because when the winds of the Holy Ghost blow forth, your breath is changed. Your atmosphere begins to change. Don't you know when you go into worship and you press your way into worship, the atmosphere changes? And don't you know what tried to oppress you before you got in worship has to now flee from you? Because when Jesus went in and he told the woman she was loose, he turned around after he spoke. And I love this. He spoke to her and then he laid hands on her. Uh oh. He set a principle in place. People can lay hands on you all day long, but if the word is not first and foremost in them, they just laying hands on you. The word has to be released in the person laying the hands in order to release the spirit that's been binding somebody. I'm going to say that again. You can't just go around laying hands on folk and you don't have the word in place in your heart, in your mind, and you're not subject and submissive to the word of God. You've got to submit to God. In order to be equipped by God. If you're not submitted, you're not equipped. Because the opposite of being equipped by God, guess what? Is being in rebellion to God. And that will put you in a dangerous place. But Jesus put this principle in place. He said, I got to speak it first. You can't go around prophesying if God ain't told you you was a prophet. You can't go around evangelizing rightfully in the authority and have the right result if you ain't been called to evangelism. Now, there's a basic evangelism call to all Christians, but I'm talking about the office now. And that's something in the fivefold we have to be mindful of. You can't go out operating in anything that you just want to put on yourself. You have to be called by God to do that because the kingdom represents the government of God. It represents the order of God. And there are principles in the kingdom and the world even abides by the principles of the word. Even though they won't acknowledge Jesus as Lord and Savior, they still abide by that principle that it has to be written or it didn't happen. I learned that on my, my former job when I worked in corporate America. If it did, if it wasn't written, it didn't happen. Jesus said, if I don't operate and speak the word, then it's not it's not void. It's null and void. He said it's void. So he had to speak to her first. He said, I'm speaking to you first. I'm putting my word out first. Lord, speak your word to me. I, I know that the, the hands are coming to be laid on me, but the hands that's coming to lay on me, don't let nothing transfer me that won't let your voice transfer to it. Uh-oh, Lord Jesus. God is breaking the spirit of witchcraft in the church.
because too many times things are transferred to people and they don't understand what's being transferred and then they come in there being bowed over like this woman and then they leave and they're in a worse state of mind than what they were in but God said I'm shifting that he said I set my word and my sheep know my voice and the stranger's voice they will not answer I'm not gonna let no anybody lay hands on me I'm not gonna let nobody lay hands on me suddenly unless it is identified that you are one of God's and you are identified by the Holy Ghost because this woman even in her bound state she must have known that Christ was who he was or he was different from everybody else in that room because the Bible didn't say that when Christ went to lay hands on her she ran around the sanctuary and said don't touch me he laid hands on her after he established the fact that he had the authority to do what he was about to do God's getting ready to establish the authority in you to do what he said to do. And then when you go to do what he established the authority in you to do, you're going to see the evidence. You're going to see the fruit of it. Why? Because you were not loose to lose. You were loose to spread the gospel. You were loose to spread the good news. You were loose to bring glad tidings. You were loose to bring correction. You've been loosed. Why? I can't bring correction if I never like correction. I can't really bring correction if I don't receive correction. I can't bring love if I won't receive love. I can't be love if I won't, what? Receive it. I can't give it to you if I won't receive it. That's hypocrisy. So Jesus said, I'm not going to operate like a hypocrite with your deliverance. I'm not going to play with your soul. I'm not going to play religious games with you. I'm letting you know. I'm about to lay my hands on you. And when Jesus lay his hands on you, oh my goodness. When the power of God hits your life, and I'm telling you, you know, we have a joke at our church. I give holy hugs. I don't know why God does that, but I, I, I mean, I do. But it is funny in the natural because it's just a hug. But the power of God will move. Because why? It's his love. And there's several times that God has said, listen, don't lay hands on them. Give them this from me. And see, that's the thing that I love about Jesus. He never gave you anything that God didn't want you to have. And I declare and decree in your life that the enemy going to stop giving you what God didn't want you to have. You were not loosed and coming into the kingdom of God and coming into the kingdom by way of salvation and deliverance to be bound again. By, by demons seven times more powerful about demonic mindsets and demonic attitudes and all of these things. I declare that you were loosed to win. You were loose to be free. You were loose to be whole. You were loose to go out and affect somebody else's life. So those hugs, God said, give them a hug. And the first time it happened, I, I just was dumbfounded. But then I recognized how powerful is the love of God? Jesus was demonstrating not only that he was Jehovah Rapha, he was the Lord that healed her infirmities. He was Jehovah Jireh, but he was letting her know that he was the good shepherd. He was being her shepherd in this case. He was looking out for a wounded sheep and he was nurturing that sheep and he was putting a balm on her nose to, to heal it. And he was healing her wound because you can't tell me that this woman was bound by this infirmity and it didn't affect her mind it didn't affect her so you can't tell me she didn't say who is this god that they're praying to in the synagogue but he won't heal me come on somebody we're gonna be real today 
when you're going through and you've been going through something rough and hard, it'll make you question if God is with you. It'll make you question if God is real. It'll make you question if you was tripping when God spoke to you and told you that he was going to bless you and make you the head and not the tail. I'm telling you, demonic forces will make you question your salvation. It'll make you question. That's the enemy's job. That's the adversary's job. So Jesus said, I've got to come in with my love. I've got to. He said, because love covers a multitude of sins. Not necessarily your sins, but the sins the enemy try to attach to you. And the sinful ways the enemy tries to pull you into those sinful mindsets. That's why we always say, let this mind that is in Christ be in you. Let the mind of Christ be in you because if you let the mind of the infirm thing or the mind of the adversary, you're going to come up with some stuff. And then, you know what's funny? You're already struggling. And then the enemy bring these crazy thoughts and these fleshy thoughts and he gets you all in your flesh. And one thing about the enemy, he either brings you all the way down or he'll try to bring you all the way up. Up to a pinnacle point like he did with Christ. And only to try to make Christ throw himself down and step into pridefulness. So either way you got to be careful because the enemy likes to pump you up. But he's only pumping you up so you can lose what God has already said you've been loose from. So you can lose at it. And today we're not doing it. We're declaring in 2019. We're not losing. We're not losing the oil. We're not losing the wind of the Holy Ghost. We're not losing the rhema or the revelation, the revealed word of God. We're not losing the finances that was allotted to us. We're not losing the covenant relationships that was allotted to us. We're not losing marriages. We're not losing our children. We declare and decree. I declare I'm not losing my seed to the enemy. I'm not losing my seed seed natural or spiritual if you're a spiritual parent you need to declare that over your spiritual children every day i'm not losing my spiritual seed that god ordained and anointed for them to go forth and preach the gospel and lay hands on the sick and prophesy and go out and change the world for i'm not losing them we're not losing them to the devil we refuse you got to walk in that authority that you've been loose to walk in. Jesus loosed this woman. So he was operating as a healer, as a good shepherd, as a provider. But watch this. He was operating in dunamis power. He was operating in the authority of God, in the power of God. When Jesus loosed you, he gave you the power to tread upon serpents. He gave you the power to cut the head of the enemy off. He gave you the power to speak to that infirm thing and say yes Jesus told me that I was healed now because of the power of God in me and the agreement of God according to Mark 11 and 24 through 26 that I now possess I speak to you in the same manner and I tell you that you will loose me and you will never bind me again that's word saints he said I gave you all power he said the power was given to him in heaven and earth he said, in the same power he gave unto you. Well, some people say he gave that to the, to the first apostles. He gave that to the, no, 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 no. You were engrafted into the covenant by faith. We were all Gentiles, but now we've been engrafted into the covenant by way of salvation. Glory to God. And you are still a part of the covenant. So you have that right to say, 
I'm loosed and I'm not loose to lose. I wasn't loose to go back into negativity. I wasn't loose by God. I, I mean, come on. I need to talk to some folk that's really been by. I mean, folk that was really out there. You, 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 you know, and you're out there might not be like somebody else is out there, but you know that the enemy was dragging you deeper and deeper and deeper into a pit of hell. And God came by his power or by a word or by someone else, a messenger, and he snatched you up out of the belly of hell. I'm talking to those folk. See, that's when you know that you've been loosed by the power of God. And let me tell you something. God reminded me, he said, and I want you to remember the day that I met you. See, sometimes we like to remember the day that other people realize that we met Jesus. No, I'm talking about the day I met Jesus. I'm talking about the day that I was walking back and forth across the floor and I thought I was going to take my life and I wanted to take my life because I was at a low place. I'm like, oh my goodness there's nothing to live for there's no hope i'm in a bad marriage i'm looking at divorce i've been abused i've been better i'm mad at myself for allowing myself to go through this i mean it was just so much but that's what i'm talking about you gotta know when you met god because see the the people in the scripture they got mad at jesus for healing this woman but i need you to learn how to tell the enemy when to hush up be quiet and flee because the enemy was not there going through all you were going through he inflicted you but he didn't carry the affliction so if you didn't carry my affliction you don't get to say how i operate in the anointing that was birthed out of it you don't get to say how high i shout hallelujah you don't get to say how high i jump when i praise my god the enemy doesn't get to control that anymore and i'm speaking to those that's a part of a worshiping church a living church don't you let the enemy put lock stock and barrel on how how you praise god i don't care if nobody else in the room running laps and praising god you better know that you've been loosed from an infirmity you've been loosed by god you've been given a victory you've been given your hallelujah you've been given your shout you've been given that hug from god you've been given the love of god why not be able to express it it's too much dead stuff in the house of god it's too much dead stuff in the kingdom nobody want to clap loud nobody want to fall out and shout okay people mock that and they say that's not god and it don't take all that baby you don't know that all that that you talking about it don't take it took all of that and some more because i was at the point of death see nobody can tell you how your affliction affected you nobody could tell you how bad you needed jesus nobody nobody could tell you when you had to crawl on your hands and knees begging god don't take my life if you just save me this time no, nobody has that right to put you back in a losing state of being. See, that's, that's a loser's mindset. Because a loser's mindset is so wounded, they don't want to see nobody else winning. And I say that because I'm speaking to the spirit. We got to learn how to celebrate somebody coming out of that infirm state. We got to learn how to celebrate Jesus loosing somebody. Because the minute you forget what he did for you, and you forget where he bought you from, you'll lose the whole essence of ministry. You won't be able to minister to anybody effectively because your heart will be hardened. Your spirit man will be on lock and you'll be like a dead in state. And Jesus said, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. God wants you to be loosed and he does not want you to lose. Believer, 
if you're listening by way of the radio, if you're on Facebook Live, I'm telling you, God said you are loosed and you will not loose to lose to anything that the enemy will bring up against you because now you have encountered the word. And Jesus said, and the word was not only around this woman. He said, the minute I made the point of contact. The word became connected to her. Who am I talking to today? When Jesus loosed you, you wasn't just loosed and you didn't just have goosebumps and you didn't just have a shout. Your whole mindset changed. I mean, you had to go through purging. I, I'm talking to real folk today. You uh, went through purging. You went through crying. You didn't even know why you were crying. You couldn't even express it. It wasn't tears of sadness. It was tears of joy that just kept flowing. You can tell when you are making that contact with the Lord Jesus Christ because it changes the way that you see life. Life. It changes the way that you live life. It changes the way that you handle life. And when situations come up, even though we're still human and we have the flesh to deal with, the spirit man will always kick in. Now, it will be a fight. I'm not going to tell you the fight not going to leave you. But I'm going to tell you that once you make that contact and Jesus himself has spoken life to you, there is no devil or demon in hell that's going to possess you to tell you that you got to die in that situation. I believe that God is so much God that once he takes the time to pull you out of the deep mess that you were in, that he has prayer warriors. He has intercessors. He has angels on assignment. He has watchmen on the wall and he will refuse to leave you unsurrounded. He will refuse to leave you grounded in your depression. He will refuse to let the enemy come back and say, God, you couldn't defeat me. Don't you? You know God has a reputation to protect when he's covering you. His reputation is on the line as Jehovah Shalom. He says, I'll never let the enemy come back to you and tell you that I was a God that lied about being your peace. His reputation is on the line of being El Elyon. He said, I'll never let a devil in hell or walking in the earth declare that I'm not the most high God in your life. Somebody better hear this. You've been loosed to not lose. You've been loose to the victory. God said, I will never let an enemy come back and tell you that I'm not the Lord that will make room for you. He said, I'll never come back and let an enemy tell you that I'm not the El Shaddai. I'm not the all sufficient one that I can supply all of your needs and in the overflow and for generations to come. He said, I put my name on the line when I speak healing over your life. When I called you to the ministry, he said, I put my name and my reputation on the line when I laid my son on the cross for you. He said, my reputation as God was on the line because my son walked the earth and he spoke my word and then he be, he was the word. He became the word and then he spoke it and then he demonstrated it. He said, my word is always on the line where your life is concerned. I don't know who's going through a bad today, but I'm telling you, it's not really just how the enemy is presenting it to you. I know the situation is real, but I'm telling you, if you are a believer and you have faith, or even if your faith is like a mustard seed and you feel like you're losing faith and you feel like when people are going underwater and you, the bubbles are coming up, I'm telling you, God said his reputation is on the line and he's not going to lose to a demon. He's not going to lose to something that was subject unto him. And that's how we have to have that mindset. 
all principalities are subject unto Jesus Christ. And you being a co-heir, a joint heir with Christ Jesus, now you become the righteousness of God through him. Now you become a joint heir. Now you are of a godly nation. Now you're of a peculiar nation. Now you're of a holy nation. Now you become the priesthood of God. God says, speak life to you today. He said, remind you that his name is on the line. Every time hell call your name out, God says, my name is attached to her name because now you are one with God or his name. See, when you walk in covenant with God and Jesus said, when the word is in you, and he abides in you and you abide in him. You're one and you can ask what you will. God said that's the time that you call that scripture into place. Don't be afraid to put the word on the enemy. Don't be afraid to speak the word out of your mouth. And we cancel that spirit of fear that's stopping people from confessing the word. We cancel that spirit that people think that in certain circles it's not kosher to speak the word. It's not cool to speak the word. We cancel that spirit. Because that's another form of a spirit of manipulation and control and fear. And God said, don't worry about who's not receiving you. You're received into the family of God. You're received into the Trinity. You're received into the word. And if you're received into the word, what else in the earth or in heaven is there greater than the word of God? He said, there's no other name other than the name of Jesus that you could be loosed. There's no other name. Other than the name of Jesus that you could be blessed in that way. He said there's no other name. He said even if I use a man in the earth realm. He still has to come by God's authority. He still has to come by God's provision. He still has to come upon God's authorization. Even the enemy had to get permission to do what he did. And God said I don't have a respect of person. If the enemy had to get permission to get to Job. Why do you think that God thinks less of you that the enemy don't have to get permission? And why do you think that God would turn his head and allow the enemy to destroy you? Why do you think that God would do that? God said, I need you to know that when I lose you, I didn't lose, cause you to lose sight of who God is. God doesn't want you to lose sight. Of who he is. He doesn't want you to lose sight of the victory that he's birthing in you. He doesn't want you to lose sight of the time you spent one on one with him in prayer. And even if you don't know God today. He said I still knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. To The, the one that's listening that's not saved. And says I, I, I'm not in covenant with God. Does that mean that I, I was born to lose? No. That means that God has offered you salvation today and he says no I'm still offering the win to you I'm still offering the victory to you I'm still offering liberty I'm still offering salvation and sometimes we as believers need to turn around and tell somebody else that looks like they've been bound and they can't get out and they don't understand we can't be afraid to go up to them and let them know the same way that God came and sent somebody to approach us or he approached us through his word we have to be bold in that way and the boldness is not arrogance. The boldness is not heediness. Do you know that the essence of God's boldness is his love? Jesus was bold because he loved this woman. He was bold on the Sabbath day. He knew that they had in place that on the Sabbath day you didn't do that. But he rebuked them. He said you would take and get an animal that makes you money. And make sure that it was set in place to get you money. 
You'll make sure that it had drink. You willing to break the Sabbath rule for what pleases you and what fills your pocket. He said, but what about this soul? What about my covenant? What about the fact that you saying the Sabbath? He said, I am the Sabbath. Jesus was the Sabbath. He was the reason that they were coming together. To, they didn't realize it yet, but he really was the reason. And he says, come on. What's more important? Believe or what's more important? If they receive or reject you or if they know that there's an opportunity for them to have eternal relationship with Jesus Christ. What's more important? That people see you, you know, you don't want people to see you going through or you want them to see you going through and coming out. What's more important? That they get to witness that the power of God is still real in 2019. That they get to witness. So I'm telling you, don't be afraid of your transformation. Don't be afraid to be transparent about the fact that you needed God and you were just like this woman in the scripture. Don't be afraid because the minute that you tell fear, I'm disconnecting from you and I'm not connecting to you in any way anymore. The minute you tell fear, guess what you told it? You said, I've been loosed and I wasn't loose to lose. I've been loose for the win. I've been loose for the victory. I've been loosed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. I've been loosed. And I'm not going back to lose. I'm not looking back. The Bible says, remember Lot's wife. Don't look back. Why did he say, remember Lot's wife? He's telling you, listen, once I loose you, I don't want you to look back on what I loosed you from. Because what happens in the hospital when you go through surgery, you have to go through recovery. You don't just go through surgery and then you just shoot out the hospital and go home. Why? Because your body and wherever you have the surgery or you had the, the procedure, it has to be monitored. God said, I've got to monitor you. I'm still monitoring you when I loose you. I'm still covering you when I loose you. He said, I don't want you to look back because that thing can still be open and I'm still pouring in. God does things in a process. He Yes, you can get delivered straight way but the deliverance process is a process he says you still got to read the word you still got to pray when you leave the altar and somebody prayed for you or they gave you a word of prophecy guess what that thing got to be nurtured in you that thing has to be spoken to in you it's got to be developed you got to be discipled so God said remember Lot's wife don't think that you could just turn around and look back because I delivered you out the club on Monday you don't go back in the club on Tuesday and tell folk hey I've been delivered because you're gonna fall right back into what you thought you were delivered from deliverance must be maintained just like car insurance you can't just buy it one time you got to keep doing it god said if you're going to be loosed and you understand that you've been loose to not lose you got to take some wisdom from lot's wife lot's wife turned around when god told her look forward to her deliverance look forward to her safe place who am i talking to today i don't want to be like lot's wife i wasn't loose to lose and we're heading to our one minute warning but i want to tell you if you're in the houston area and you enjoyed this broadcast and you said my god i love the word that went forth or even if you're in another city you can contact us we're at family of love international christian center here in houston texas we're at 15955 west hardy road suite 206 and i'm under the leadership of apostle tony lucky senior that is my senior pastor 
and my hubby. Amen. My best friend. He's on the line today on Facebook. God bless you, Apostle, and God bless everybody that's been watching by way of Facebook Live and tuning in. Of course, we're praying for all those that have been bound by any form of infirmity, any form of hurt, harm, or danger. We cancel the assignment of the enemy today. We cancel every negative word curse that was spoken over your life. We cancel everything that came to hinder you from growing in the word of God. We cancel everything that said you would you were loose, but you're going to lose. We cancel that spirit now in the name of Jesus and we call for the power of the Holy Ghost because we believe in the word of God that there is power to live. We believe in the word of God that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light and we will walk in the way of Christ Jesus. We believe that 2019 is a year of the victory. We believe that 2019 is the year of miracle signs and wonders. We believe that this is a turning point in your life and we stand full faith in agreement with Mark 11, 24 through 26. We have faith in God and we believe that which we have prayed we shall receive and we also believe that on your behalf i hope you enjoyed the broadcast today don't forget to get your copy of moments by the brook it's available on amazon.com barnesandnoble.com we thank you and we bless you thank you again for tuning into there's power to live with prophetess valencia b lucky we pray that the broadcast blessed you and helped to propel you to your God-ordained destiny. We look forward to being able to stay connected with you. You can email vbluckettministries at gmail.com or call 346-800-7915. We love connecting via social media. If you're on Facebook, search VBL Ministries. And if you are on Twitter, Follow Prophetess Luckett at Pastor B. Luckett. Like and subscribe to get access to more broadcasts, life-changing posts, and to see where VBL Ministries will be traveling to next. Until the next broadcast, remember, there's power to live.